Hello, welcome back to Unfiltered Faith. It's Emily. I am here to give part two of my missions trip story. Um, I'm outside. I'm in California, kind of a change of scenery. <laughs> but if you hear planes or people, yeah, I'm outside. But I'm just going to pick off where pick up where I left off. I ended with the Avicola farm um, and I'm gonna go back some and share a few things that one I think I forgot. Also I can't remember everything that I filmed in that 40 minute video so um, if I repeat myself I'm sorry but I want to go deeper and talk about some things that like really changed my life like I've been giving overviews of what I did and now I'm going to be talking about more so of what what it did um but I need to finish sharing the story of what we did so um okay let me figure out where I'm at uh there was one night that I did not share about I I don't think I shared about maybe I did but we did a worship night at YWAM um, and so us girls led it, and the guys were playing on the drums, you know, all of that fun stuff, but I, um, felt led to share my testimony, like, Jorge asked, like, who here feels led to share something, and I knew that I did, um, but I had no clue what, so that whole day I'd been praying, and I decided to read Colossians. I read the whole thing that morning, and I just kept opening it up and reading it, um, there was one passage that really stuck out to me and I was like god what part of my testimony do I share maybe I did share about this in my last anyways whatever I'll repeat it um he told me what part to share like I just had the feeling you know I was like this is what I need to share and I didn't want to but he he was like that's what you're sharing um anyways yeah I did I did share it it was, I think I definitely talked about this, I don't know, but it was very freeing, um, and just the idea of, like, testimonies being something that helps you, but it also helps everybody that hears them, like, a testimony is so vital, it's part of what God did in your life, it's your, your faith, your, your walk, it continues to develop, I met with a friend the other day, and we talked about testimonies, because they, they continue to develop. You're never done growing. You're never going to reach a max level. Um, God's going to continue to grow in you, and you're going to continue to have mess-ups, but you're also going to continue to grow fruits from that. Um, and so it, that was just a perfect representation of it, and it was it was beautiful. Um, let's see. Then we... Uh, I'm definitely skipping some stuff. We we did a Bible study. Uh, Keith, one of the leaders, he led the Bible study. And we just, we talked about love. That's what we decided on. Um, we had been talking about love. or Yeah, it was kind of just a theme-ish that was going around. And we wanted to know more. So we did a deep Bible study. When I say deep, oh my goodness, I should have brought my notes. It's fine. But I took at least like 25 pages filled of notes um dumped around to many different verses in the bible but we talked a lot about love and what genuine love is what love with the father is um loving our neighbors as ourselves and also the the switch of that of what happens when you don't love 
what is bitterness and uh, like what it means to actually forgive others and what it means for God to actually forgive you. So if you want more info on that, let me know. <laughs> I have notes. Um, but it was it was great. It was two days long and it was like we got there early morning right after breakfast and we did a Bible study throughout the whole entire day. So it was very exhausting. Um, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of just mind is churning. <laughs> yeah, but it was very vital for us to hear that, um, to hear that word. And so that was amazing. And then let's see. We, this is getting around to like our last day. Um, we had a lot of fellowship. We hung out together, talked deep talk, and we spent a lot of time with God. There was one time that we did a, what's called a soaking session. It was three hours long, um, but truly just spending time in worship and in quietness with the Lord, which was amazing. And then we were able to share out with each other. Um, some really cool things came out of that. And then we went to visit a missionary's house. They have a beautiful house. It's American style. Um, they have a really neat story. They they weren't missionaries previously. They had a job. They lived in America. And um, I'm not going to like share their story for them. But, but basically, they, they felt called to move to Panama. Um, thought it was going to be for retirement. Turned out God had a different plan. And his working within them to do ministry. But... Uh, something that they really talked about and I asked questions about was money because money is always such a stressor in our world. It's always something that we base all of our decisions off of, whether that's college, um, your house, what you want to do, what job you need to get, all of that type of stuff. And it's a stressor in my own life. And so I asked questions about it because I know I know that God always provides. He always makes a way. And it's not fair to to have this money worry in the back of your head all the time and but also say like, but God's faithful. No, it's God's faithful over everything and over my money. So why do I have worries? Um and they told us a story about how like they had a time right after moving to Panama that they were broke. They they ran out of money. And um, shared examples of how God just truly provided, like people donating out of out of literally God telling them to donate, or people coming and providing food. Like this, this couple was humble; they didn't tell anybody their financial situation, um, but God said it in these people's hearts, and that's just one amazing way of how He provides. But um, the couple's doing well now. Um, they have a Bible study group that they that they do with uh, local people and tribes, so that's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they said money is a tool that God uses, but it should never be a determining factor of what decision you need to make. So like, for me, I was asking questions because one, we're about to go to college, and I'm interested in ministry in missions but it's like you can't have debt to go on missions and just all of this stuff um 
and like knowing that I I don't want to live a rich life I don't want to live with uh you know a lot of money and a job that I work every single day certain amount of hours like that's not the lifestyle that I would like um but that's the lifestyle that the world pushes on you because of the financial security that provides and so opening your horizons and opening your your mind up to the possibility that that that's not all that life is and that money doesn't actually control anything god is in control and it's if you give him the control if you're putting your your faith in money well then your faith is in money and how far is that going to bring you but if your faith is in god he's provider and he's gonna do everything that you need in order to sustain you so truly trusting that and i have a neat story about that um at the end of this but anyways um our very last night uh Jacob, shout out to you, Jacob. He made the best dinner. It was so good. But we just um, had good fellowship, just hung out, said our goodbyes, which was extremely sad. Got to say goodbye to the people at YWAM. Um, Had a very nice prayer session. And then the next morning, really early, we got up. um, The twins came with us and just prayed and talked and kind of sat in silence because it was just like wow it's been 17 days we just went through a life-changing experience every single day and now it's just like we're headed back home trying to process it all all of that the the pains of leaving missions those I'll explain but (laughs) yeah and then um anyways long long story short Hannah and I we got back to the states it was a bit stressful not gonna lie we got to our plane two minutes after it was already supposed to depart (laughs) but um we had to get a person to open up the gate for us uh but we got on our plane all fine it took off late but that's okay um yeah got back home and it's been a lot of like thought and just digesting everything I will continue to digest the trip for a long time but cool story um during the trip I knew that I was gonna run out of money I had because of the change of like the date um that I was going we had to buy an extra plane ticket which cost some more and I had fundraised right I did the cookie sales which was a blessing and people donated like like the fact that God even provided in that sense like the fact that people we're providing money and the trip was expensive um it was already all paid for and then uh there was some extra costs but anyways I was gonna run out of money on the trip I had to pay for some more of the plane ticket when I got back home that I had money sitting there waiting but I was gonna run out because we also had to pay for like a van cost well anyways um when I got home, I like I wasn't worrying about it. I said, I prayed when I was there. I said, God, please just make a way with the, with the financial situation. Please make a way for money. I, I don't care if I need to pay, like, from, from money standpoint. Um, but I just prayed that he would make a way because, you know, it, it's a lot of money. And I got home, um, and in the mail was a... A card from somebody who and they wrote in it they said here's the money that I forgot to give you for Panama um 
and I was like wow that's amazing there's there's money right there waiting for me in an envelope that um really really helped and so I I counted my money and I ended up having to go to the bank for my own like personal work checks or whatever but I checked I opened my wallet and I saw $50 in there um and I was like what in the world (laughs) um and I just because I just like put it aside because I was like I don't really remember what this was anyways at that exact point um I got a message from Jessica the leader in Panama saying that she had great news and she said the van people (laughs) the, the company that we rented the van from um overcharged us by a lot and so she redid all the math and um after doing calculations she said that i only owed her $50 for the van and and in that moment i went back to my wallet and i looked at the receipt that was with it cuz you know i got to keep those bank receipts and i remember that that was $50 that i had put into my account in order to transfer to Jorge and Jessica's account um but I had already transferred other money, and anyways, I had pulled that money back out to take with me on the trip as cash, but then I was like, but then I was told that I was going to have too much cash, and so I just left it at home, and I was like, wow, that's literally the exact amount that I needed for the van, okay, and so I had that, I set that aside, and then I counted all my money that I had left, and um, I had all the calculations, all the, you know, the numbers laid out, and I had exactly $7 extra for every single, ex- like, for my my whole trip. The whole trip was paid for plus $7. And $7 is the number of completeness in the Bible. It's very common in the Bible. Um, and I was just like, wow. And you don't, and it might not seem like it, but you don't understand. Like, I thought that I was going to be hundreds of dollars of sh- short that's how much money I was going to be short and everything perfectly came together and the fact that I had a surplus like that shows God's provision and no that money is not going to me that's going to missions but um like praise to God and praise praise to him for putting on people's hearts to donate like truly if you donated it's so appreciated the the food bags that we were able to distribute was because of donations the fact that I was able to go on the trip was because of donations um so yeah that's a cool story again about money and how it doesn't it's never a decision making factor um yeah so anyways now I'm gonna go back and talk some about just like trip specifics in a way um for the trip we had I personally and then also others <laughs> I had a lot of questions about spiritual gifts and I had a lot of questions about the Holy Spirit because um I knew that God is I knew I know that God's powerful right I knew that he was a powerful God and I knew that there had been a lot of miracles that had happened um that I've seen in my life but also in others and I've heard so many stories and these people that I was going down to meet like I know that they have so many stories and I was like I want that like I want those stories and I want 
to believe and truly just like see God's power worked um and so I started asking a lot of questions about that and that became something that obviously they wanted to share with me about and teach me about which was really cool um and uh, my friend also had a lot of questions about it and so throughout the trip I had been praying about that and God made it evident in every single day um every single day one of the people on the trip gave me a word of knowledge or a word from God and a specific verse the same exact verse over and over again that obviously they had not planned they hadn't talked to each other but it was God-led um and just that alone like was amazing um but we also talked a lot about healing we talked about different people's experiences and stories um and that was amazing to hear and going back to like the bible study when we talked about love something that I had begun to like think about I was like I crave the and desire the spiritual gifts that are talked about in the Bible, but I haven't really received them, or at least the ones that that really stand out. You know what I'm talking about, like the prophetic, and the tongues, and the heal, the gift of healing, all of that. Like there's so many gifts. There's gifts of serving and kindness, and um, gifts of oh, uh, what what is the word? Just like the gifts that we that are are so there and they're seen in your everyday life but they might not be like tongues or something that is just like right there and just like god's power whoa you know (laughs) um anyways i'd been praying about that and i desired those but i also felt a nudge that that the lord was saying like okay but what is your heart towards me and like what do you think about me and what do you think about your neighbors and about your friends and about those who have hurt you like we did the bible 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 study over love right and through that we went over first corinthians 13 and um you should go read that right now but it's about love and it also talks about how um, prophecies and tongues will pass away and um healing you know, those gifts and all of those, those gifts will pass away, but love remains. Um, and it just dawned upon me that I need to be working on my love for others and my love for myself and a, a God, God-centered love and a, to, to see God's heart, to know his heart, to know how he loves in order to, to make those gifts actually matter because it talks about earlier um that if you if you have all the wisdom of man but do not love like none of it matters if you have the gift of prophecy and tongues but you do not love it it means nothing and um that's so true like if you have all of these gifts and amazing powers and people are like wow like God is performing miracles through you but if you're not loving then then truly you're not showing God's heart to them like how far does it go past the miracles how far does it go past those signs and wonders because once you get to the root of of you and your heart what's in there 
nothing like it's it's nothing because it's it's empty there's no love you need god's love in your heart in order to grow the good fruits the first fruit of the spirit is love and that grows and it it the rest grow after it but love is so important um and i could go on and on about that but you you understand you understand the point so anyways the trip was definitely full of many miracles and the power of god but i've continued to um keep in my heart and dwell on the fact of like i still need to be focusing on love because i feel like it could be really easy to look at all of those miracles and jump on the miracles but forgive the love forget the love side and i'm not saying that people who have those gifts have done that absolutely not but for me personally i know that i need to be really focusing in on on love and not letting the awesome power of god um be like how do i word this um be the only thing that i focus on i guess so yeah um for in my life personally <laughs> obviously god speaks to you throughout a mission trip you go there to serve the people um but god serves you or god reveals things to you through that as well and he definitely did a work on my heart and on me in general like um just a lot of things were revealed a lot of things were uncovered we had so many talks I can't I can't recount all of them I can't go into detail with all of them but um a lot of talks just about the heart it was all about the heart we talked about that every single day it's up to your heart God looks at the heart um there's faith you have salvation through your faith and uh, works are a good fruit of that but it's not your works that get you into heaven and uh, um it's not even what you declare with your mouth like yes you you need to declare jesus is lord with your mouth but he looks at your heart and he knows that if you're just saying things with the tongue but they don't come from the heart um then then what does it mean it means nothing right um and that's a scary thing. You have to be doing heart checks. And also, that might have been a little confusing. It also talks about how from the out, from the outflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. And so truly, you will know. It says you will know them by their fruits. But you will know based off how you talk to people, how you talk to yourself, your thoughts. All of that shows what's inwardly in your heart. Um, but it's also true to say that people also do put up a mask and they put up a shield and um it's not always their true intentions and colors and so yeah do a heart check i i still need to um i'm going to talk a little bit about like what it's like coming back from a missions trip and what missional living looks like so the first time i went to panama when i got back i was just devastated i was more so in a state of like just sadness of not wanting to leave the missions field not wanting to go back to real life, scared that I was no longer going to be around just Christians, and um, I was going back to a place where people didn't understand what I had just experienced. Like, I experienced something so life-changing that I was a different person. I, I couldn't 
talk the same, I didn't want the same things, like, all of that, um, and because I was just in such, like, sadness, I don't know, it, um, took me a while to adjust and to figure out what I was gonna do going forward, but, um, anyways, it wasn't super, um, like, it didn't stick with me forever because I kept my missions memories and the things that I learned as my missions trip chapter rather than expanding it to the rest of my life. So this missions trip, I knew that I I had the background knowledge. I already experienced that and I'd, I'd grown in my faith more. And so I went into this missions trip one with no expectations. Uh, that's something I learned a while ago was never go into anything <laughs> with expectations but especially not a missions trip or church service or just anything because you need to allow God to work. You need to allow the Holy Spirit. And if you're going in with expectations for people, for um, what's going to happen, then you are taking control of the space and of the area. And um, truly, you, you could be hindering what you could be allowing into your heart. So... Yeah, I went into it with no expectations, and um, my only expectation was that God would move, was that God would change my life. You can expect God to do things you can't expect people to. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, the missions trip changed my life. The missions trip will always change your life. Um, And so coming back from it, Obviously, there's a lot that I still need to work on and share and figure out um, and keep checking in with my heart because, yo, it's it's easy to get angry again. It's easy to fall back into patterns um, and thoughts and just, like, bad attitudes. But I'm just going to share, like, truly what, um, what we should be doing, I guess. <laughs> well, a missions trip is... Uh, a set time in a set place with a set schedule typically but um we can't ignore the fact that God called us to every corner of the earth and to love our neighbors as ourselves um that means that every single place that you step foot is a missions field and that's something that I learned a few years ago was that every single word that comes from your mouth Every single action you do needs to be glorifying God. I mean, that's in the Bible. But we forget that at home. We just think, we we just forget about it. Like, we don't see ourselves as missionaries, per se, in our own home. But the truth is that we are. We are called to be everyday missionaries. That doesn't mean you need to go to a different country. That doesn't mean that you need to be going on a set place for a set time to do a certain thing. Um... A mission, a missionary is an everyday missionary. That could be you have a full-time job and you're to be showing Christ through that. Um, and this isn't to say that, that missionaries are doing things wrong. Like, no, that they've been called to that. That is a very specific task and that is needed because the unreached need to be reached. Um, but for me, going on this trip, and and knowing that and then um by the end of this trip I was I was very sad to leave the people and I was very sad to not have that tight 
knit community to keep me accountable always and you know (laughs) they're always watching (laughs) um like if you have something on your heart they can read it on your face and (laughs) if you have something going on you tell them because you want help right then you don't want to interfere with your ministry but um it was sad to leave that but truly I felt good leaving in a sense of I felt a heaviness weighing on me of the fact that I was going back to a a different missions trip I was going on another missions trip I was leaving one and headed to the next which is my home my home state Um, and I felt that there was a lot there is a lot of work to be done Um, I'm trying to sort through that it's a lot I have ideas but it's a lot if you are interested in anything please reach out to me um but yeah i battling obviously every day with with something but um i need to continue to walk in love and show that in the home in order to bring that out to others right in order to bring that to your neighbors it's got to start in the home so that's a huge goal but um if you're interested in doing outreaches in the community, please let me know because I need to start. We need to start. We're called to do that. And truly, we have such an opportunity. Why do we think that we have to go to all of these small, random places around the world um, when really we need to be also, also, not saying that you shouldn't be going on mission trip, but you also need to be going where you're at and in your local community. I, I'm preaching to myself because I need to be doing that um, in our churches, every single thing, even just like mentoring someone, like the kids in your grade, like that's a missions field. Um, so yeah, that was put on my heart. It's really, yeah, it just feels like Um, there's a lot of work to be done. And let me tell you, there's a lot of it. (laughs) When you look at America, um, we're Christian country, right? But truly look around. We are lukewarm. We, we've lost the things that matter, the heart issues, right? A lot of the times, um, we will walk in sin and we know that it's sin, but we don't care. We just continue on in it, and it's unrepentive, and like, things need to change, and that needs to be heard across the nation. So get up and go like he commanded you. Um, and again, I'm talking to myself right now. So, yeah, but there's so much more that I'm probably going to have to add to this. Of course, there's just there's so many things. Um, truly, I, I recognized on the missions trip how, I mean, obviously I compare things to America just because that's where I live in like, um, churches that I've been to, but just America as the whole, the American church, right? And uh, then compare that to the places that I've been in other countries and uh, evangelical and all of this, all of these things. And just even like the small home church and just seeing, the way missionaries worship versus all these people, and we're not here to compare. If you've um, accepted Christ into your life, you are saved. And 
there's nitty-gritty things that that we might differ in but in the end if you truly believe and confess um believe in your heart and confess with your mouth then you are saved but i truly believe that we all need to have a wake-up call and realize how powerful god is he think about it he he breathed life into every single living creature he created this whole earth he created you in his image his breath was put in you when you breathe in and out you're saying yahweh you're saying creator through your breath um the plants everything so intricately designed and he had a plan and a purpose so why have we stepped away from the power of god why have we begun to uh, to make him a smaller god than he is does that make sense like in your own life like like we pray but do we believe that there's power in those words do we believe that we're actually praying to the omnis um <laughs> i cannot say this word the omnipresent well that's one of the words but he's such a powerful god and um if he breathed life into every single thing then he could do anything right and if you believe that then then it should show um so yeah the power of god and his sovereignty was really revealed but also not taking that for granted and not not taking it for your own good it needs to come from a, a genuine heart and it needs to come out of love and and um honor and in providing giving the glory to god if it's not for the glory of god then it's for the glory of you and that is not the way (laughs) um yeah so that's that's that um there's a lot of encouragement i know in the last episode i talked about depression some i didn't really go into that but also if you listen to the past two uh podcasts that i filmed with Alyssa in that whole topic of body image like obviously that came up a lot on the trip but I will say one thing that was really neat was that I had I didn't have a single thought about any of that on the whole trip not a single thought and even if I like talked about it it wasn't something that that hurt in my heart or like was a trigger you know even talking about it it wasn't something that impacted me um and so God's God's protection was there but also learning and realizing that that doesn't just change when you come back home. Um, it's what you allow into your mind. It's what you're allowing to take over your thoughts and um, what you're allowing into your heart. Um, so, yeah. That's all I'm going to say right now. Thank you for listening. If I have more, I will film another one. But please, if you have questions or anything please reach out to me you can um go to go to my instagram and message me just emily ehrman um but yeah i would love to talk about it more there's there's a lot more that happened a lot a lot more and i shared the surface so yeah um lord i pray that you would bless every single person listening to this father pray that you would open up their hearts and their ears to you that they would desire you with all of them, Father, and that you would just put your your stamp on them, Father, that we are yours, we are children of God. And I thank you, Father, for the breath that you've given each of us 
And I pray that you would send us out, Father, that you would speak to our hearts, Father, where where we need to go, what we need to be doing, Father, and um, truly help us to become more like your son, Jesus. Help us to be made more holy like he is, Father, so that we can continue to walk in the path that you've set for us. And if there's something um, on our hearts, Father, something that we've been hiding, something that is that we buried even, I pray that you would pull it up by the root, Father, and that it would be uncovered, it would be brought under the light, so that there would no longer be darkness in it, Father, so that you could just take over all of these things that have hindered us, Father, in our walk or um, been torturing our minds. I pray that you would get rid of that in the name of Jesus by uncovering it and help us to confess and to share with others and allow our testimonies to be powerful, Father, and that your name would always be glorified and that people would come to know you. In your name, amen. All right, y'all. Go check out Jorge and Jessica Faye Victoria Films on YouTube and to the ends of the earth.